Wake up, Sheeple, a comedic deep dive into the world of conspiracy theories hosted by two concerned citizens. This podcast is the only one in the known universes, assuming a multiverse theory, willing to expose the truth behind your fragile sense of reality. I'm Anasazi Bhakti. I'm Adij Mikalti. And this is Wake Up Sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. Are you awake? Wake up, sheeple. Open your eyes. Sheeple, have you been dreaming? Wake up. I've got secrets to tell. Hello, sheeple. I know we've been gone for a while, but uh, we're back, and we have a little conspiracy about what happened to us. Let me just add that we are back and braver than ever. I wouldn't say braver, but we definitely missed this a lot. I so. feel brave. Okay. All right. Nevertheless, I'm still terrified. We persisted. We persisted. <laughs> um, but we would. Uh, we just want to put it out there that we've been hiding because we knew that the government was on to us because we've been sharing their secrets. Right. I don't know if you all remember, but a couple weeks ago, we heard somebody beep in to our conversation, which the audio can be heard. We, twice. We've, twice. It's we've happened twice. Um, so mm-hmm. luckily, we do have a listener and, and friend of the pod who is huge friend of the huge pod. Huge friend of the He's pod. He's huge. Not Yo, that huge. <laughs> uh, but he works in the upper echelons of our dystopian government. Mm-hmm. And um, he's actually the reason that Steve Bannon was removed from his NSC position. Yeah. Uh, so we'd like to thank that anonymous person that made that happen for us. Thank you very much. We appreciate your support. And we appreciate you trying to wake up the sheeple. Yeah. Um, while we were in hiding, we had someone with her own conspiracy who reached out to us, which yes. was great. This is so exciting. Ugh, yes. And uh, we have confirmed with this person that we can share their name. Yes. Um, because they really want the truth to be out there. This is a real human this person. Is a, you can, well, I don't know if we should say you, you should could go Google him. Stalk him on <laughs> Facebook or Google. He has a face. He's not just a an egg on Twitter. I feel I feel like he probably has a picture of himself. He has a picture of himself, and I uh, I know for a fact that he is taller than me. Sazi knows that for a fact. Yeah. Uh, so we are really excited um, because we want to help our friend figure out this conspiracy in his own life. Um, and again, any of you can do this. Any of you can write in for help and support figuring and, out. And you can do this on our Facebook page. You can send us a message. You can send us a message on our email, um, whichever one is easiest for you to contact us. Absolutely. Okay, folks. Lucas Lee Caldwell writes, Hey, wake up, sheeple. I was listening to your episode about flat earthers, and in the end, you said we should contact you if we have any conspiracies in our own life that we need people woken up about. I have a conspiracy involving me that I need some help with. (laughs) Well, Lucas, or all ears. Both of them. Well, four? All four. All four. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but I'll present you with the facts, and maybe you can dissect the conspiracy and help figure out what's happening on your show. So basically... 
I don't think I am who I've been told I am. For this conspiracy, I think my parents and some doctors at least would have to be in on the conspiracy. I'm very tall. Six, nine. Definitely taller than you, Sassy. <laughs> I don't know. Nine. When I wear heels. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that has anything to do with the conspiracy, but it might. <laughs> he just wants us all to know he's very tall. I'll try to touch on that, too. Basically, my most prevailing theory is that I might be older than my parents have said I am, but there are a few inconsistencies with that. The conspiracy started for me in fourth grade when I was on a field trip to a sort of science museum Whoa. located in the same building as my city's power plant. Whoa! Coincidence? On the field trip, I started feeling ill and eventually threw up and was taken to the hospital, doubled over in pain. Oh, no. I got an ultrasound, but before the ultrasound even finished, my primary care physician, who had recommended the ultrasound over the phone, called my mother and told her not to bother that I had appendicitis and that I needed to have it taken out immediately, and that was what was causing my pain. Wait, the doctor said not to worry about it? Yeah, he was like, don't bother. Don't bother taking it out? (laughs) Not to bother that I had appendicitis and that I needed to have it taken out immediately. So, like. So, she said, like, let your child die. (laughs) Don't worry about it. He's gonna die. We could do something. No, I get it. Okay. (laughs) I feel like the doctor was like, chill. Chill. We just need to take it out. We can take it out. We went to the hospital and I had a. He uses quotation marks around this word, surgery. Uh-huh. This is quite scary. I won't say I had my appendix removed because I have no proof of that. That's true. In fact, the suspicious part of all this is that my appendix scar is unlike any other appendix scar. Does he have a picture of it? He doesn't, does he? Uh, he didn't send one. So, but he does say it isn't located on the side of my stomach that an appendix is located. Okay. And while most scars from appendix surgery are one inch or less, mine is easily seven inches. <gasps> seven seven inches? whole inches. That's bigger than my And foot. runs directly down the center of my stomach just below my belly button. Like a C-section? Even C-section scars are smaller than that. Yeah. Well, and C-section scars, honestly, they are more like appendix scars where I've seen one, I've seen two of my friends' appendix yeah. scars and they're like horizontal to the belly button. Right, right. So so he says uh, Google search appendix scars and almost every single scar is a horizontal scar, just yeah. like you said. His is vertical. That is to the left of his stomach where the appendix is located in a normal human. Some other strange things about me that make me think something is going on. I've been wearing deodorant since the second grade, <laughs> haven't we all? Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, second I actually, grade? yeah, I actually wasn't wearing deodorant in second grade. But uh, he's been wearing deodorant since the second grade because my doctor said that I had started going through puberty early, even though that's roughly three to five years before boys begin puberty. Hmm. Second, I had my wisdom teeth out in freshman year of high school at fourteen. Again, three to five years before a normal human's wisdom teeth would be expected to appear. But another consistency of how many years before it should have happened. Yes. Hmm. Again, like I said, I'm 6'9", which is quite strange. But even stranger is that even though my parents are both tall, I'm somehow much taller than both of them. How did that happen? Random genetic mutation? 
Maybe. So here are a few theories that he's come up with. Great. He's, he's done some digging on his he own. He seems book. like he's done his, a lot of research I'm on his own. I'm actually quite impressed. <laughs> this is more research than most of our podcasts I'd are. Love to, I'd love to see his room because I feel like there's strings and photos of himself. Make it oh. weird because there's probably like half naked photos of himself with like circles yes. and like it either wrinkles looks, on his face. And it either looks like very a beautiful mind or uh-huh. like he's a homicide detective. It, <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Uh, we respect that, Lucas. So here's a few theories he came up with. The first is that he's actually older than his parents have led him to, led him to believe. Three to five years older. Okay. Uh, in fact. But why would parents pretend that their child is three to five years younger than they actually are? Well, I would say to protect their marriage vow. Oh, <laughs> I mean. Okay, Lucas. <laughs> it's quite something. Um, research is still needed, he said. So it sounds sure. like we could we could dissect that okay. in a moment. Okay. The second is that he's actually not a human being. Okay, this is where I was leaning, personally. Okay. This that is, does make more sense yeah, than yeah. someone trying to cover up being exactly. um, <laughs> sexually active before right. they're married. Right, I feel like I've never heard never that. Never heard of anyone doing Cyborgs? that. Cyborgs? Nope. Cyborgs are everywhere. Every day. So he says, I'm actually not a human being. This is fairly apparent. What if I'm actually an alien who has been led to believe that I'm actually human, like Superman, raised on Earth, but with just different (laughs) enough biology so that I couldn't quite blend in? I'm tall, like many aliens are specifically gray aliens. True. (laughs) Many gray aliens are very tall. You cannot argue with that. And maybe the surgery when I was in fourth grade was to put something into me that supp- ooh that suppressed any alien biology that was growing, or it took something out of me that the government has been incubating inside of me. Now, this would be my question to Lucas, and I- I'm guessing I'm going to ask a few questions that I'd love him to respond to on our yes, Facebook. Yes, please. We'd, um, we'd love to follow up so from this website. Viewers, yeah, we, I'm sure, we definitely would like to follow up on viewers, this. Viewers, listeners, <laughs> not viewers. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Um, but I'm curious if before the hypothetical surgery, if Lucas felt different, like if there was a noticeable, like noticeably difference in his body or the way he felt or saw the world or interacted with people. Right. Lucas, were you always a very tall kid or did the spurt happen after the surgery? Yeah. That's something I'd love to know. Yeah. Or like Sazik said, is there something else that's going on? Like, did you feel more alert uh, maybe stronger or weaker memory. Mm-hmm. Any any symptom like that. Uh, also, if you're a doctor and have an explanation for why his scar looks like that, uh, yeah, please, please reach let out. Us know. Um, so he says these are the two most prominent theories I have, and I have more evidence that I can't divulge over here. We respect that. Yeah. Mostly we because, will come find you and divulge yeah. it from you. But but he says mostly because he needs to keep better notes about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he's sure if he was pressed or if two experts explored the topic like us, right. we could get to the bottom of it. Let me know. Live long and prosper. Thank you, Lucas. We appreciate that. It's truly It's very interesting because his two theories, I feel like one of them, very simple explanation, but false and the other one, very complex. Very complex. And 100% what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. I would go with number two all the way. But what do you think it is that the government e- either took out of him or was had put into him? Right. Well, and this is the other thing, too. I think that the height thing 
I'm not sure that that is tied in necessarily. Um, just because that's not unheard of and there's, I don't know, basketball It's not players. unheard of, but like 6'9 is like extremely tall. I know. No, I know. That's, but That's like a foot and a half taller than I am. Yeah. Well, I would say, so my mom has, my mom's like a head on legs and my dad has a really long torso and my older brother's 6'4". But he doesn't have my mom's legs, and I feel like if he did, he would be 6'9". But I don't think Lucas's parents are built like Lucas. Yeah. And I know this because I've seen a picture of his family. Okay, tell us about his family. (laughs) They do. Make him extremely (laughs) unprotected and unidentifiable. All right, let's get into this. Okay. No, just like, I'll just go into visually. I've seen a photo of him. Um... Standing with his family, he has a brother and a sister. Um, Is he much taller than them, too? He's much taller than all of them. Fascinating. But he looks like them. It's okay. not. It's not like all of a sudden there's this, like, totally random, odd-looking tall person in their photo. Like, clearly they're a family, and he's just much taller. Is he the oldest? Yes. Okay, so that kind of lends itself to your theory that... I thought we were saying this, but your parents might be <laughs> Or what if it's both? What if Lucas was is a half breed? Oh. And his parents knew that I, I mean he was put inside his mom by some alien race for some good purpose. But they had to keep it a secret. But this is the thing. Are they trying to protect him from the government? And was or this doctor for the government. Yeah, exactly. So was this doctor and his parents working together to keep Lucas safe? I mean, if he was Superman, you definitely want to keep him safe. Yeah, I think we I think he can come up with a better name than Superman, but I feel like that's that's I actually mean, uh, Yeah, I think we've I think we figured out the the basics of um, alien Lucas, birth. That's, uh, alien birth. I think you're oh, probably half human. Mixed. I think he's half probably human. half human. Similar to, I don't know, Lucas, if you ever read the Animorph books when oh, you were a child, yeah. but like Tobias was like half Andalite or something, wasn't he? I I saw the, watched the okay. covers I, of the books. I truly, I was in the Animorphs <laughs> fan club and I, someone will probably fact check me on this, cool. but I'm pretty positive Tobias was half Andalite or like his grandfather was an Andalite or something. I think that there's a similar thing going on here. Like, you're from another world, mm-hmm. or maybe you aren't, but you're, either your father or yeah. mother were from another world, yeah. and they came here, they fell in love, they had this beautiful baby, and you know what? Maybe time doesn't work the same way in their universe as it does in ours. I don't know if you saw Arrival, but that would be a great- I did see Arrival. Yes. That was an excellent movie. Yes, it was an excellent movie. So you could be experiencing time circularly, so maybe- um, Maybe your alien parent um, had some sort of thing that did make you appear older, but in our time, you're moving at our rate. Does that make sense? Yeah, but the thing that's interesting is it's consistently four to five years. So I feel like I feel like he was either born here, but his mom was so young that she needed to kind of hide how old she was. He was yeah. Or he was born on the other planet. That's probably it. Like, they 
abducted someone, impregnated them, but, like, in a really romantic, nice way. Like, a very, oh. like, superhero way. Like, it was, we're right, like, right. oh, my God, this world is so much better than ours. They're like, sorry, you have to go back to Earth. And they're like, no. Yeah. Um, I love you. Oh, what romance. And then um, Lucas got to grow up there for his childhood because... I don't know for you know for a year or two and then, and then yeah so so then he immigrated to Earth right I would like to know if he has any childhood memories like that early I think they probably would have wiped those for yeah his that own makes protection. sense or it, but if you do we'd love ones. to hear about that too yeah but Lucas what I think about your scars I think probably the government may have implanted some kind of tracking device in you and I think that your parents in a in a fit of Loving protection likely worked with your doctor to remove it so that you could live a normal life. Or what if he was pregnant with another one of his own? You could have been pregnant. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Well, let's, we'll have to look up, oh, well, C-sections should look like appendicitis. Yeah. The movie wasn't pregnant. I don't know. I feel like the government isn't on to him. I feel like his parents were, got like, I think got him covered, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like Lucas wouldn't even be able to contact us if the government was watching him. Here's something. Yeah. What if his alien uh, background gives him multiple lives and he died and that was an autopsy scar <gasps> and he came back to life? Oh, shit. That's I what love happened, that right? Theory. That's what So I think they did an autopsy on you and you probably came to life in the middle of it and that's what they've been hiding. And maybe that was the, there was something in his stomach that was the cause of death? Yes. And they took it out because, and it was maybe it was like an alien oh, it was appendix like that one that's like in a different place from Heroes, where they pull the stick out of her head, yes. and then she like comes back to life. Yes. So there's something. So he had an accident as as a child. Maybe ninja a star. Stick, Let's or say it was a ninja. It star. was a huge ninja star. It went into his gut. Yes, he bled out. He died. It was a, a horrible, horrific horrible, accident. horrific accident. And then they obviously did the autopsy to clean him up. They took it out. He was on the table. Then, of course, the mortician went to go get lunch or dinner or a snack. As, as the mortician does. It's a long process. You get hungry. They got to keep their brain working. So they go off. They have a snack. Lucas wakes up like nothing ever happened. And then his parents hmm, fake a story and then implant it. I think because he does I think remember to going to the hospital with the doctor, right? I mean, so allegedly, but I don't know if you've seen uh, Men in Black, but it's quite easy to replace someone's memory. That's true. That's very true. So we can't trust anything. No, we can't trust anything you remember. However, I can confirm now without a shadow of a doubt that you had at least one extra life due to your background. Yes. And that your scar is an autopsy scar. Yes. And I can with 100% say without a doubt that you need to start wearing a cape. Oh, for sure. If you're not doing it already, you should start. Yeah. I'm like not sure if it would be better if it was a full long one that was like 
six, six foot feet, nine. Like six foot nine. Or if it was a mini capelet. I want it to be six foot nine and kind of drag on the floor a little bit. I want it to be a capelet with pockets. We're going to leave it up to you. <laughs> Lucas, you can have multiple different capes for different Switch occasions. Switch it up for your moods. Use it like a mood ring. Yeah. We would like to know, Lucas, what you think of our, I mean, what you think of what we've figured out. Yeah. Through... We, we'd love to hear the, uh, your your reactions and we, yeah. we'll share them on the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're glad to finally figure out that you're an alien from another planet here to save the world. We're proud of you. We're glad that you're on this earth. We really are. I'm really happy he's on this Immigrants earth. Immigrants are welcome here. He's like a really great guy. Yeah. He's a really good guy. I, I w- would love to meet him. I really would. Yeah. Um, but be careful because you might have only had one extra life. That's my caution. So don't do anything crazy. We do need to figure out how many lives he has. Yeah. I, yeah. I want him to just stay safe. Don't don't be too Tell you what. I've heard reckless. this. I've heard there's some reckless things going on in your area, Lucas. So stop uh, working for WAG because some sketchy shit is happening, and I don't sh- want you to be the next victim. Great. Great. Well, glad we worked through that. Me too. I, I feel better. I hope you do too. I feel great. Uh, awesome. So what are we going to talk about today? So today we're going to talk about um, chemtrails. Oh, chemtrails. Which is something that I've always felt very passionate about. And I, I w- Can I just say real yeah, quick? Yeah. Chemtrails might actually help us solidify any theory because I don't know if you remember early on uh-huh. Lucas said that he was near a power plant right and so we let's just well consider it, the, that. the power plant was in the science it was near the science near the science museum which when what when he fell ill yeah so maybe there was something a chemical there that caused his alien like kryptonite right sure. like that caused him to die perhaps um, aliens are um not used to pollutants like us like we've yeah. adapted yeah, i mean and they yeah. don't affect us <laughs> at all zero 100 percent. we are my brother, immune and that's why my we brother does air pollution <laughs> research it's not real no it is real he does very important work um oh man i wish he was on this episode i know actually that would have been i'd fun. be curious to see what he says i'm sure he'll say something yeah. i'm sure i'll have a lot to say yeah so please so share. i so i've done a little bit of research but i'll but i'll tell you this this is very interesting um a lot of the research i've done uh it seems like there is a force really trying to cover this up because a lot of the sources i've heard that are like firsthand um there's no follow-up there doesn't seem to be a lot of news articles and most people are just like nope that's not true and they move on which to me seems like a a very easy way to ignore the truth so I remember thinking about chemtrails when I was like a really young kid. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So it all started with like smokestacks. Do you remember like the white? I used to think that they were what made clouds. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, they I, kind and of. And then I do. found out the yeah. truth. But like I, I would see them coming out of the stacks, and they were white and billowy, billowy, and so I thought that's what clouds were and where clouds came from. And I loved looking at the sky, and I'm from the West Coast, and we drove a lot, and so I would, like, stare through my window into the sky, and I remember seeing chemtrails, and they were, like, these paths. So chemtrails are essentially the the white trails left by 
um, jets in the sky um, and they linger and then they kind of wisp out, but they, they stay in the sky for a pretty long time, like a couple hours. They're pretty yeah. distinctly there. Um, and they're not clouds. So a lot of people have been concerned. It kind of started getting a lot of momentum in the 90s. I would say the early 90s is people are going, hey, what's going on? This seems really weird. It seems like if this was nothing, they should disperse because um, why why would a material like that without any bad chemicals in it be lingering? Now, there's some scientists that have debunked this, but there's some uh, interesting stories I've heard recently um, that that kind of freak me out is I, I don't think necessarily all chemtrails are dangerous, but I think they're a perfect cover-up for distributing chemicals over an area. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know. People who know me know I'm totally against pesticides. And what do we do with pesticides? We've created planes where we can spray them over a large, vast area. I actually have a personal story about that. Yeah. So when I um, was first teaching, I did my uh, student teaching over a summer in the Mississippi Delta. Mm-hmm. And um, there were so many mosquitoes that uh, literally I had so many bites on my feet that my shoe didn't fit by the end of the summer because it was like bites over bites over oh my bites. God. It's a true story. Oh, God. And um, I was at Delta State University and we had to like walk across the mall to do things like print for printer materials for the next day, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember that like you'd walk across the mall and literally like crop dusters would fly over you and like rain down pesticide to like <gasps> try to like to get rid of the mosquitoes because they were so like awful and at that time in my life oh my I was like God. I was like dancing like I was like in the sound of music like under these pesticides like hooray die bugs die even though I hate pesticides like right. I was like in so much but you were being eaten, eaten alive I was being literally eaten alive and I literally just I remember crop dusters just like raining down chemical like wet chemical oh, on God. the mall how are you feeling, Rich? I feel okay. I mean, you kind of make me think, but I'm starting to get nervous. <laughs> yeah, I I probably should be a little nervous. Um, yeah, but but it it is. That's like a thing that's almost become very common and not a big deal. Where we've trained ourselves to be okay with pesticides, and uh, when we see planes above this, we're not worried that they're dumping these invisible chemicals that could kill us. Um. But this last year, I heard of a story, um, and I knew someone who was out there personally, but the Dakota Pipeline, there were a few stories where at night, there were planes that got really close to the camp, and they could feel moisture dropping from the planes. And people started to get really freaked out that they were dumping chemicals on them. They probably were. I've literally experienced that. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're, like, I'm, you're like, you're like, I'm sure were. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That I, turned out just No, fine, fine, and fine, I know fine. that we say a lot of things that, like, are funny on the show that right. may or may not be real. That is a 100% story. I believe you. Story. I totally believe you. That actually happened. There are other people that have witnessed this as well. So, we could get well, and other it's people not, to vouch it's for not this. totally crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's really not. Yeah. And... I mean, it's in a horrible way. It's a it's a really good way to distribute material through the air and through our just environment to get to a large amount of people without them really realizing it. And I, I feel like no one's talking about like I feel like most people even to this day, like 
they see those chemtrails and their people have talked about them and worried about them and no one cares. Why don't you care? Sheeple. Come on. Why don't you like care? But so I feel like I don't even really have to like try to convince you on this one. I feel like we're both fully on board. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can totally see the plausibility of this. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's already, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to bring this podcast too dark, but it's, uh, that's the new form of war. Oh, absolutely. And I, I also don't want to get too dark, but yeah. like, I mean, we see the way that, and this is very serious, like guys, seriously, like Syria is in a horrible position right now. Um, well, they have been. I mean, and they have been and like chemical warfare is like a huge, huge issue. Um, I don't know. If you guys have heard this yet, but last week, um, sarin gas was used, which, like, basically suffocates you to death. And it is, it is her, truly, like, it's really difficult for me to talk about this, but um, I would say if you're looking for some way to help, I know I can feel really helpless sometimes about what I can actually personally do. Um, I would recommend going to the White Helmets and donating your money there and, and making sure that you sign your support to them. They are a group of heroes who... When the bombs drop, they run out and literally, like, dig through the rubble and save people. They've saved over 85,000 people so far, and they really need our support. So, sorry for the dark, or the hard left turn, but, like, chemical warfare is very real. It's a very real and thing. Very and very much happening. And I would uh, agree. I have actually um, used the last couple, like, birthdays and Christmases to donate to them and uh, other people's names instead of buying presents for them because they're it's doing really, really good, good work. And I think it was three days ago, I watched a video of these children who had been hit by the the gas it's gas right the gas and um it's really hard to watch it's really um it's really disgusting yep what's going on i don't know how we come out of that because i just feel i don't know how to come out of that either really sad right now i mean i think the best thing is to try to find like a solution to chemtrails i think we should probably all just Start using horses and carriages again. Uh, then you got the methane. Then you got the methane. Razor scooters. We should all be using razor scooters as our transportation. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't know if this really falls under chemtrails, but I know, like, um, that really this is also a social justice issue when mm-hmm. it comes to where chemical plants are and... Mm-hmm. Um, where they're located and what types of chemicals uh, are located where. I mean, for I, I just have to say that we all need to be really conscious of what chemicals are going where and why um, and where the money is because there are a lot of real issues that are happening right now. And I, I can point to the lead in Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I can point to um, there is a – gosh, I, I, I hate that I don't remember what this is called, but there's a, a type of dust right now that – um, if you look across out, outside my window across the lake, um, uh, there. What do you mean your window? You mean the safe house? Yeah, yeah, windows? the safe house window. <laughs> right. Uh, if, Feels across, like home here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you imagine that we're looking across my window at where I <laughs> right. typically live in Chicago, you can see you can see like Michigan, and um, across the lake is Gary, Indiana. And um, in Gary, Indiana, in East Chicago, there's this type of dust that has been created from all of the the smokestacks that you can see, not in real life, but in your mind's eye. Imagine that you're in my house. The smokestacks that you can see there have, have caused, like, 
um, this dust to settle all across Chicago, uh, East Chicago and Gary, Indiana, that causes a lot of um, respiratory issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is affecting real people, and it most often affects people of color and people that live in low-income communities. Um, well, and the truth is, I mean, whether you like to admit it or not, these things aren't hitting these groups of people in these places now and affecting them and just them, these things are going to linger and eventually they're going to affect us all. So if you are selfish and you don't care that it's affecting someone else, um, then I hope at least you realize that eventually it will affect you too. So thanks guys for tuning in. I think uh, we covered some pretty intense topics um, with alien birth uh, and we hope that we continue to pursue this this theory that Lucas brought to us. Yeah, Lucas, we're looking forward to hearing from you soon. And again, guys, like if you're looking for a way to um, support healthy lives, um, I would say both abroad and at home, make sure that you are being an activist for your local environmental yeah. uh, condition, as well as uh, making sure that you're standing up for folks that uh, may be more affected than you are if you are not somebody who is affected as deeply. Um, in addition, I would say, um, we're looking forward to hearing from Lucas, like, a lot, because I really want to know if he's into our theory. We, yeah, I, I want to know if he's into our theory, and maybe if other things in his life, his life have supported it, yeah. or gone in a different direction. Yeah. Um, I just want to remind you all, we are here to wake you up, so, um, keep on listening to us, and we'll keep on feeding you some, some truths. All right, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.